the clue at the bottom right. The Scottish Terrier growled low in his throat. His front paws were on the windowsill as he looked out the darkness. It was the middle of the night. Twelve-year-old Jeff Bridger bolted awake, immediately concerned. What is it, rascal? He whispered. Through the open bedroom window came the sputtering of a motorboat on the lake. Jeff squinted at the digital clock. What was anyone doing out there at 2.30 in the morning? He grabbed his binoculars from his bedpost, then he jumped up to awake. His 10-year-old brother, David, who was wrapped in his quilt on the floor. David, look, hurry. A boat's at the island. Something's not right. David popped up, still in his t-shirt and shorts from yesterday. He was ready for action. Okay, I'm awake. He found his binoculars among among the clutter of socks and shoes beside him. In the starlight, the brothers could see a lost island. Their secret fort was hidden in the island's forest, but they were concerned with the fort. Now, circling near the rocky point, was aluminum fishing. Aluminum boat that had a shiny stripe along its side. Someone was in the bat holding up a lantern. The boys couldn't tell if it was a man or a woman. The engine had a slow had slowed to a putter, putter, putter. Suddenly, a large object was rolled over the side. It splashed into the black water and sank from view. Though half a mile across the lake, the noise was as loud as if it was from their kitchen downstairs. If downstairs. Jeff and David looked at each other, then raised their binoculars again. Now the boat had been pulled ashore and someone was walking on the island. Jeff lowered his voice so he wouldn't wake their mother. Did that look like someone threw a dead body overboard, he asked his younger brother? Definitely. They listened until once again the night was still stars wiggled on the surface of the dark lake through it seemed peaceful the boys were uneasy jeff reached over a monopoly game scattered on the carpet for his walkie talkie we have to let claire know he clicked that he clicked a dial then held down a button claire he whispered into the speaker wake up over he paused a moment then repeated his message claire was their nine-year-old cousin and best friend she too lived on the lake. Her log, her log home was close enough to Jeff and David's that they could signal signal each other from their bedroom windows. A footbridge over the creek connected the two properties. When they wanted to talk late at night, the cousins used two-ways radios, turned down low so they so they wouldn't bother their parents. They wished they would had 
They had cell phones, but there was no reception in these mountains. Soon a girl's voice came through the static. Claire Posey reporting for duty. What's up, guys? Over. Suspicious activity, said Jeff. We'll debrief tomorrow. Come to breakfast at 7 o'clock sharp. Jeff, we already planning to make pancakes together, remember? Over. All right, I forgot. See you tomorrow. Then, then, over. To David, he said, now do that secret code. David aimed his flashlight at Claire's window. He waved it around, then turned it off, and on several times in response, Claire tugged the strings on her vanishing blind. Vanishing blinds. Open, shut, open twice. Then for a grand finale, David smushed his face against the glass, shining his light up through his nose. At that, Claire closed her blinds. What code did you give her? Jeff asked, getting back into bed. Oh, the usual. You mean you made something up? Yep. David returned to his nest on the floor and rolled into his quilt. Hey, Jeff, what if that really was a body. Jeff checked under his pillow to make sure his flashlight was still there. Well, if it was a body, he replied, then someone was murdered.